No, my viewing experience was more of like a fucking personal experience between me and this movie that we'll get into. It's not a bad movie. I never said that. I just said it's going to be an experience between me and this movie. I'll say it. No. <laughs> I can't believe I got invited to get bullied. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts. But as always, we're not going to be critics. We're not going to be throwing numbers at you. At the end of the movie, we're just going to ask, so did you like it? Uh, I am Sir Square, and joined, as always, with my co-host. I'm his robot brother, Kaz. And we're joined by a special guest. Say hi, special guest. Hi, I'm the special guest. What's your name? My name's Queso. Oh, my name's Ellen. Sorry. No, you give your streamer name. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You can have both of them. My name's Queso. It's whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Kaz, you're a robot? Robot brother. God damn it. And this week we watched Toys, uh, directed by Barry Levinson, written by Valerie Curtin and Barry Levinson, starring Robin Williams, Michael Gambon, Joan Cusack, Robin Wright, LL Cool J, even a minor part from Jamie Foxx, and the music's done by Hans Zimmer. This is a story about a group of a pair of siblings who end up not being in charge of the toy company their father led, and instead goes to their uncle, and a lot of shenanigans and potential war crimes are committed as they try to take back what is theirs and what is supposed to be a place of childlike wonder. Okay, so. Can I ask you a personal question? Uh, of course, of course. When did you first see this movie? Um, what year did it come out? Ninety two. I probably saw it like ninety six. Probably saw ninety six. A lot of things. That's probably the here. same for me. A lot I of think. things that are making sense. I don't know what TV station was showing it, but they would show it like more than once. Ah, uh, okay. Wait, so a long, long time ago, as a kid. I can tell you there are like three things that I remembered and then a couple things I'm like, oh yeah, that was great. But like most of this was just discarded from brain. I forgot about this movie even existed. In fact, when you said toys, I was like, hey, not the Richard Pryor one, right? Because, you know, as much as I remember that being a good movie, I'm not ready to unpack all of that on a, on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not at all. Somehow better and worse. Oh, guys, I have never seen this movie before. I've only ever seen the poster in passing. Knew nothing about this movie. So, am a 27-year-old who is watching this film for the first time. I wonder how you can imagine my experience went. I All right, so I, if I tell you the handful of things that I remembered, immediately once the movie started, I was like, all right, what do I remember about this movie? It was... A very sad scene of a mother bear crying over her broken-to-pieces baby bear. That stuck with me. Uh, I remembered Robot's sister. I remembered the part where there's they have a guy. They have a guy hired to sit in a hallway and to stop a fucking like golf cart from going so that these little toy ducks could cross the the hallway and he would just stop people so these fake little ducks could walk and then he would just let them go those are the only things i remember that was cute that was fucking cute okay i actually really enjoyed that oh i also remember robin williams at the end on a very giant on, on, on like a on a toy plane um that's there you go there's all i remembered everything else completely new basically I forgot about the Tetris room. That, that Tetris, Tetris room was amazing. Gave me claustrophobia, yeah. How did you forget about the like Godzilla esque uh, scene? How did, how does one forget that? That's always one of my favorites. Is when they go in and destroy the whole toy city. Yeah, I, for some reason I thought the whole climax takes place in there, like with all the toys, like with, when there's like you know, the, no. the army toys in there. <laughs> you no, know, that all just happens in a warehouse, and then it's like, oh yeah, yeah. We, we we move settings. But yeah, that mama bear and baby bear thing stuck with me. I could hear I, even before the scene came, I could remember the sound of it crying in slow motion over its broken baby bear. Okay, so I will tell you that I have. So this movie's older than I am. I was obsessed with it as a child, and in fact, I told my mother. Hey, guess what I'm doing tonight? 
I have doubled the population of people that have seen this movie by convincing two men on the internet to watch it. <laughs> so she uh, she was delighted. In fact, she could not stop laughing at the idea that I have made you guys watch toys. The most memorable moment of this movie is the funeral scene for Kenneth. Um, because I remember crying so hard. It was the first time I had ever been really moved by a piece of music in a movie. And I used to cry and cry and cry because it's a it's a wonderful, sad song that they play for this funeral. Um, but it is the deaths that really stick with you in this one. Like, why are there so many? You know, watching Michael Gambon laugh maniacally while committing war crimes in a video game, while the video game is saying he's being punished for these war crimes with your negative scores and penalties, but he's still laughing will forever change Dumbledore's like appearance in my mind now. Like I can now see why his energy is so intense in the Goblet of Fire. This man takes absolute joy in watching the suffering of others. It was a very interesting experience to go from insane toy factory that the dimensions are wild. Dimensions are incredibly wild. Is architecture with like you oh, know <laughs> an insane workers song. That comes out of nowhere. But you're like, I guess people like working there? That's cool if that's not mandatory. If that's mandatory, we have some things to talk about. To then, you know, in an arcade, playing basically a different version of Narcs, you know? And if people know what that is, I'm very happy for you. I feel like this movie, for me, it really represents what if you took the same people who did Charlie uh, and the Chocolate Factory, and you gave them the amount of drugs that they wanted to do when they were making that movie, and then you let them make a new movie, and then you get this one. I wasn't on psychedelics while watching this movie, but even if I was on psychedelics while watching this movie, I wouldn't have been on enough psychedelics while watching this movie. Whatever drugs you're doing before watching the movie, double it. Except don't. I'm not a doctor. Don't fucking do that. Don't take any drugs. I feel like if I were on something <laughs> and watching this movie, that scene with that amphibious thing that was in that weird hole no. would have been too much. No. Yeah, I would have. That's that another was... thing I forgot about until I saw it. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> the sea yeah. swine. Every, every movie needs a sea swine. Listen, you also have to look at this and be like, there are a lot of points of this movie which have clearly like, um, like the show Lazy Town, tell me all of that costuming is not based off the sister in this movie. I've never seen Lazy Town. You've at least seen the memes for Lazy Town. It looks just like the memes, too. Fun fact, memes of the show look just like the show. Costuming, nearly identical. Maybe if I saw the memes, I would know the memes. Straight up, when it comes to Lazy Town, every time that would be on, like I'd be like at like some sort of like public building, like I have to go get my license renewed, or I need to go to the like someplace and they'll have that like one tv that has children's shows on for the ones that have to bring their kids and lazy town would come on and i would think to myself like all kids have to have this like insane mental energy that is almost like being on drugs 24 7 because the shit you like when you're a kid like amount of color and just like nothing can seem real Everything has to be go beyond reality. Like with like Lazy Town, nothing was real in that whole entire show. It's wild, man. And this is what that movie kind of also represents because I I legit had one of those moments while watching this movie where I verbally shouted for everyone in my house to hear, I don't know what I'm watching. I really want the suit that the general uncle wears when he's wearing when he's ready for the work in the toy factory that weird stained glass rainbow looking thing (laughs) that's a great outfit that looks like you just melted a bunch of crayons together i want it he was embracing the toy owner's life you know only visually only visually in no other way does he embrace it you know what no he does embrace it leland the general embraces it by having a colorful suit and using children as slave labor. That is exactly what you do with a toy factory. I don't know if you call playtesting l- slave labor. That is an evil man 
who likes fashion. And, you know, we see lots of those. That doesn't seem that that, that odd yeah, to Yeah, that me. actually kind of sucks for the fashion industry. I now trust no one in the fashion industry. You tell me that you keep <laughs> it's up like, with Milan, fuck you. You shouldn't, you shouldn't trust anyone in the fashion industry. Seeing Joan Cusack dressed as a baby and being tucked in and reading a bedtime story by Robin Williams is an image that's going to stay with me for a really long time. A lot of people here, like, is this, is this movie, you know what, I can't say that sentence, never mind. Um... No, uh, you have to say it now. It's okay. How much of this movie is just weird kink content? Well, seeing that there's like a legit scene where like Robin Williams is char- like Leslie is supposed to be like getting it on with Gwen finally, you know, when he stays the night. You have two soldiers or ex-soldiers for the security force using a toy robot to try and watch. And when the bra of uh, Gwen's character covers the camera so they can't see it, they just listen in. And even Jamie Foxx's character moans a little bit to the thought of what might be going on in that room. So I'm going to have to give it a good, like, 70% kink (laughs) for this movie. 70%? Oh, my God. I will say, just as a general note... I didn't have to go on the internet to rewatch this movie as requested. I just put it on. When I went on the internet later, because I was looking like, I don't know the music off the top of my head, but I've always really loved the music for the movie, so I went to go look at it. I discovered that people hate this movie. I had never looked at the ratings before. I had not looked at the Rotten Tomatoes. People fucking hate this thing. This movie um, is hidden for a reason, okay? So and I hate to be the listen, one to say it. It's not hidden, it's just in my house. <laughs> it is locked in the vault of your home. But listen, I own the Lord of the Rings, like the trilogy on DVD. I own all of the Batman animated series on DVD, and I own toys on DVD. That's my DVD collection. That's the entire DVD collection? Uh, wait. It's the whole uh... collection. <laughs> nice. It is the most important movie it's I own. It's a curated list, I see. It's a curated, curated <laughs> list. This is this is Keso's version of the Criterion Collection. You know what? Like, I love your living your truth, and that's the best I can say. Listen, the other options, but I can't really say much either. People like it. The other the other things I like, people like. This just appears to be like a major f- f- fault in like my media consumption. <laughs> no, uh, we watched a movie called The Layer of the White Worm, and I love that movie. All right, people like bad movies. This is what happens in life. So. You mentioned that you didn't have to watch it on the internet. I, I, okay, so um, audience, I own this movie on DVD. I didn't realize that it was hard to come by at all. No, I'm actually really, I'm really glad that it was hard to come by because the story we're going to get from Kaz is... Yeah, why don't, why don't you tell us how you watched Toys 1992? Well, let's, let's, let's ease into it. <laughs> so you have a DVD. Oh, we need so you have a to. DVD. Here, let me get some spit on here first. So oh you, have, you have the DVD of it. That seems like the easiest, most convenient way to watch it, I think. Square, how did you watch it? I got saved by Ace Scorcher. Shout out to Ace Scorcher. Follow him on Twitch and at Twitter. Uh, he sent me a link to Facebook that had this movie available to fully watch. And seeing as I'm not afraid to log into Facebook, even though I refuse to use it anymore to watch this movie, I at least got to experience it with, you know, little to no problems. So he he sent you that link on Mercy of Me telling him about my experience and what I had to go through to watch this to watch this movie. This movie is impossible to find. No streaming anywhere. Can't buy it on Amazon. Can't see it on Disney Plus. Can't find it anywhere to stream. So I'm looking up like where I could pirate this or watch this illegally because fuck it. If you don't make your movie available, then you don't get the money. God damn it. The only place that I could find, I can't even remember the name of the website. It's just a bunch of random letters and numbers. Was this <laughs> website? That's safe as hell. Website. This sketch as hell looking website that has it there. Has this like terrible text box at the bottom that gives you the synopsis of it and it has this thing that has like the stars logo go off so you know it's fucking illegally recorded to which above the screen i see uh robin williams you know gorgeous face here for the movie above it are two advertisements one on the left that says last three minutes longer in bed and it's a picture of a wangus just there (laughs) just right in that corner other corner is like i forgot the name like sophia from san antonio texas sent you a picture and it's just someone's ass 
<laughs> to which there's a there's a bottom advertisement underneath it because there has to be a bottom, of course. And um, it's another one that's like so and so sent you a video, and it's just another picture of two asses just on you know just as an advertisement. So that's my viewing experience, but. This version of this movie is also why I'm probably there's probably some stuff in there that you're going to tell me. Oh yeah, this was in the movie, and I'm like, I don't fucking remember that. This <laughs> website that I'm watching it every, I would say every two minutes, it would pause indefinitely. To which the only way I could fix it was clicking the little fast forward ten seconds button. <laughs> oh great! And I had to go do it twice because it only would work every tw- like it would only come back every twenty seconds. So I clicked the fast forward ten seconds to which it brings up another window, another pop up of sex ads. <laughs> so I gotta delete or get you know close that out. Then I gotta push fast forward again to which another one pops up. Close that out, and I can watch the movie again for another two minutes before I have to do it all over again. That I could have mailed you my copy quicker than you did that. No, this is the way I think this movie was meant to be watched. Listen, if my screen is not constantly surrounded by asses, what yeah, is the point? Listen, if if you're supposed to watch a, like a Scorsese movie in the theaters, you're supposed to watch Toys exactly how I did. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like I've said maybe a few aggressive things today, but that's by far the most aggressive thing I've heard today, I guess. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> Okay, so can we talk about all the really great LL Cool J scenes we got? So LL Cool J is the best, right? Like, we can LL all agree on that. He's fucking dope in this movie. He is uh, just a shining star of levity and um, badass dressing. And we're not and, like, joking, I, I, people. No, he's, he's seriously, seriously a delight. He takes this role in this movie, plays it with, like, 100% authenticity and like gives it his best and you're like oh yeah i'm into this dude and it reminds me he reminds me so much of like the character from like arrested development like gene who was like this master of stealth who like every time like (laughs) the the mother would just be like where is he why hasn't gene showed up and all of a sudden he would be the delivery guy turn around pull off a mustache and she would just be going gene (laughs) every time ll cool j popped out of a sofa cushion or was just it turns out he was just standing in the in the middle of the room painted completely red against the red wall he would just turn around and just be like, I'm right here, Dad. I'm like, Gene! It was great. I love him. He's the best. One of the one of the best moments for me in this movie was when first off, when I explained that situation of you know those two soldiers trying to listen in on characters having sex. Uh, one of them then asks LL uh, LL Cool J's character, whose name is. Um, Patrick Zevo. That's right. His last name is Zevo. They're all. They're all. Their last names are Zevo. And he. They ask him where he is, and it cuts to him in a bathroom. And you even see that, like, his legs are down in the stall and everything. And he's just like, you know, he's getting the business done. And he says it's inappropriate to ask where he is. So they tell him that, like, they have information and that he'll. And so he says, "All right, I'll be there soon." You then hear a toilet flush. Then you see his feet descend from the, I guess, the safety bars or the arm bars to hold yourself while you're taking a shit on the other side of the bathroom. He's a army man. He just, he's got the core strength. He just kept the legs up. Did you just call them? What? what are you doing in a bathroom? What? Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm Strand guessing. Likes to get, Strand likes to get really comfortable <laughs> in the stalls. Listen. Look, he likes to just put his feet up. He gets all comfy. There, there are bathrooms that have those rails. That's that's the only way I'm imagining. Unless he spider climb holding himself over the toilet, which you know he's an army guy. He could have the core strength that I'd be very impressed. And then goes to the other stall in which he has fake legs with uh, unbuckled pants on that he just rolls up and stuffs into his army bag to head out. That's the type of genius this character is. Like, I really hope that brings it to you how this man is a man of stealth. The fact that he cannot even rest and be like have that moment of like uh, his guard down even in the restroom. Always in the ninja mode. 
except when he's with his girlfriend, which is a little bit worried, <laughs> a little bit worrying for me. You guys can feel good about about being into that too, because he ends up being a good guy in this movie. For everyone who hasn't seen it, all ninety nine percent of the people, he he's a he's a he's a hero. Yeah, but why okay, is he a hero? I have to stop. Because he was totally fine with it before. I don't know. Some people like come to in the middle of a bad dream, and they're like, "Wait a minute." Um, I just discovered that this this movie was released on my birthday. Hey! This is very niche. Now you have something to celebrate for your next birthday. You can watch. You can watch Toy every year. Yeah, now. that's uh, that's all I've ever wanted. You know, <laughs> Square will be there, hidden somewhere in the furniture. <laughs> you won't see him. You won't know he's there, but he's there. I'm gonna be in a full jumpsuit with a hoodie and everything that is the same color as your wall. Um. Okay. It's kind of a beige. Perfect. <laughs> actually, a, f- a flowery wallpaper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> actually, it's. <laughs> It's just a full depiction of Starry Night from Van Gogh. No, if you could make that work. I wish I could say that I rewatched this movie, you know, 20 odd something years later and be like, oh man, this is dumb. But no, I loved every fucking moment of it still. I think the sets are super cool. It brings me so much joy. And I know Square is about to to break my heart about it, but um, it's worth noting that it, it is a it is a strange little joyful movie. I have been nothing but a gentleman this whole experience. I feel like I'm being you, attacked. Now. You are a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> the sets are really cool, actually. The sets are very elaborate, and between like the duck hallway, the the fucking uh, what you call it that I mentioned, the Tetris room that kind of close in blocks at a mm-hmm. time, segments at a time. That's all white. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, the the main room where like uh, the toys are being like manufactured that has those giant heads on top of each of them. Uh, it, even like all of these sets are places that I desperately wish I could visit. Yeah, and e- even like the house is like hidden behind like some kind of map painting of like this out of nowhere random ass like grassy field where it's located. As I was watching this movie and like uh, paying attention to the set for for the Toy Factory and everything, do you know what other famous set kept popping into my mind? Willy Wonka? No, the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. Because one of the best parts about The Shining and what's supposed to give you a sense of like uh, like fear and uncertainty is the fact that its proportions make absolutely no sense at all. From the get-go, this hotel doesn't make sense. And this toy factory makes absolutely no sense. First off, why is every wall movable? Every wall. Because it's not just the Tetris room. We see them shrink the entire cafeteria for the staff. Like, they just, like, a slow-moving dungeon trap door that will kill you. Like, it make the room into a nice little thin line there's enough room for i guess you can stand shoulder to shoulder and we're just going to keep resetting to make sure that leland's got enough room for you know child labor but that's what i'm worried about so like osha had to come to this place look at this see that they could just push a wall to like you know hh home somebody if they wanted to and signed off saying like yeah this is solid this is this is square the square, there is zero chance that OSHA went to this factory. There is, there is no, not they, zero chance. How do you find yeah. this fucking place? <laughs> they, they are not there. <laughs> to that effect, I was wondering about the beginning when they're doing this Christmas pageant thing. And there's like oh all these God, kids. Yes. I'm like, how do you locate all these kids here? Like The Christmas song. Oh, the Christmas song at the beginning. That was... I was, for a second, I was like, is this a Christmas movie? And I didn't realize it. And then, like, it ends with another Christmas pageant. So I feel like this could be considered a Christmas movie. This movie all takes place within, like, the week before Christmas. It's true. Well, I guess that makes sense. And so it was really... My birthday is December 18th. This movie was released December 18th. It makes sense that the whole movie would take place... 
I've never thought about it before, but it makes sense. It's a Christmas release movie. Kaz, we fucked up. We, we weren't supposed to watch this until October. I'm sorry. I really should have. Yep. You know what? I'll leave yep. now and we can resume <laughs> that this. Is, that is the Christmas schedule. Only in the podcast on break. October. We'll be back with the next half in the last half of the year. And that, and by the way, that means full break. No episodes until we finish this episode. Woo! <laughs> He's into uh, it. He loves it. Give him his excuse to play Dead Space. Why not? Well, don't date the episode. Damn. <laughs> it's a sense of, like, you know, knowing where we started, where we're going, because honestly, it's just downhill. Aww. So. Oh, uh, oh, Cool J's character's cool, and he gets reformed from, like, being just a hardcore, staunch military guy. He also seems, uh, I think, as Keso said, like one of the most sincere characters in here. Uh, and. And, and and also bringing it back on to like this movie has a lot of fetish things going on in it. Um, oh, so, I love that we're bringing hey, that up. Hello, Cool J gets <laughs> cucked by his dad. <laughs> like, that just oh. flat out happens, and that starts his turn to the good side. <laughs> and when I, when I texted you, because I. Whenever I don't, whenever I'm not able to watch a movie with Kaz and we have to watch it separately, I try to give him like when I can like text reactions to myself watching this movie, and I definitely just texted him like she fucked his dad. And what was your response, Kaz? What was it? Uh, I don't think I should say it, and I don't remember it anyways. But uh, it was something along the lines of military and cuck fetishism being pretty, you know. <laughs> Hand in hand, you know? I loved it. It made me... It. Uh, <laughs> I had to stop everything I was doing because you just made me laugh so <laughs> this, um, Yeah, that's... No, that's and, and that, that's man. actually not what I'm talking about either. He's the sweetest boy. What I'm talking about, what your response was, was just like, was <laughs> the fact that you were just like, yeah, I've been there with accidental sex. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you said... Because oh afterwards, God. you said, well, she did it on accident, and I was like, been there, girl. <laughs> Yeah, you know when like we all just slip, fall, and accidentally we're like in we're we're just in it, you know. Yeah, it happens. It happens, especially in an isolated toy factory. And is that where these? Is that where they did it? <laughs> yeah, because did they point that out. I love how like that would be so great too because she she made it seem like it like she cheated on him while he was deployed on a different mission. That'd be so hilarious if this actually just happened the day before. And she's like, it was an accident. He was so depressed about you not being here. Hey. Because he was just two rooms away. Hey, but also, you know what else is really fucked up? And this is also part of uh, uh, L.O. Cool J's face turn. Is that his fucking awful dad lied about the pancreatic cancer thing, man. Appendicitis. Appendicitis, sorry. Yeah, she... appendicitis. Listen, I had to skip twenty seconds at a time. You'll forgive me if I forget the disease. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming you for that. It's just like it just. I just, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was about the fact that he totally believed that his mom died from appendicitis. You know, just I don't know what it was. I just, I, I don't know why that was just so unrealistic to me for some reason. I know people can die from appendicitis. Like it, it has happened. How often you know? die? I just... There could be people that could die even during the surgery because there's always complications. But for some reason, the fact that this man believed the entire time is just like, yes, your badass military mom. It was appendicitis. It was so crazy. He's such a sincere, trusting boy. Because he, he loves, just his, loves dad. his dad. Who just cares about what his pa wants. Listen, we. We all end up a little disappointed by our parents. This guy just had like a double dose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. In quick succession. <laughs> In quick succession. You find out your dad fucked your girl. Yeah. And you find out he's also the reason your mom died. All within. Yeah. We, I mean, you hate to see it. You truly do this hate woman, to see and, it. And like, I love how his girlfriend is just kind of saying these things without realizing like, these are major events. You're just dropping on this guy. She didn't seem to know that he thought it was appendicitis. It wasn't that. Well, even the fact that, you like, know, I love what he said, just like, okay, yeah, I did sleep with your dad, but it was an accident. Like, it, yeah. she was definitely trying to say, like, this wasn't a big deal. Like, you're making a big deal out of this. He gets to walk off on his own without her, so he'll, I'm sure he'll land on his feet. Oh, more than, like, he doesn't just walk off. He vanishes. He looks great. His whole... 
everyone's wardrobe in this movie is so well suited to their characters and just delightful. All the visuals of this movie just just are really delightful to me, but I love how aggressively over the top. It's like if all of the military inspired costumes in this movie are so over the top, like fashion week, like embroidery, bright colors, badges, jewelry, and they're villains, but they're dressed like I want to love them. Which again, is it's just the same thing. You can't trust the fashion industry. It's the solid is over again. They're villains that work at a toy factory. They have to dress the part. They have to. That is the number one thing in the Grunt Handbook. Can we also talk about the music video? Yeah, again. I thought the... The mirror one? Can someone explain this music video to I thought me? just the way that he was... The way that um, Robin Williams was singing, I was like... It's very Chasing Seagulls. Oh, the way he was singing, I was like, was this written by, like, Talking Heads or something? I mean, I, I mean it's that era. Kind of. I was thinking this could either be, you know, Talking Heads, this could be done by the lead singer of Blur. I mean, they could have taken a little bit of, like, inspiration from Jim Morrison at this point. But as I was watching it, I fell into a, like, dissociative episode for a little bit because nothing around me seemed real as this was happening. It was really cool seeing their heads just kind of spinning and oh i think it was just them it wasn't just their heads it was just that a bunch of thems in the background just like spinning in suits or whatever him and joan cusack it was a very cool music video it was a lot of production done for this very short part also the fact the way they set up this music video is the exact same thing that they do in mission impossible ghost protocol that's uh you know trick the security force and the kremlin so that scene's going to have a totally different memory for me now every time I see that movie. <sighs> I had a great week, guys. This has been fun. This has been, this has been great. This has been, this has been a lot. I, I, have, a, I have a question mm-hmm. for y'all. Did the addition of the elephant blowing snow constantly onto the factory make it feel more whimsical to you? Or did you think... Um, how is that happening? Because that was the only question I have for myself this whole movie was, I don't know how they're powering that large elephant to blow snow over a whole building in the middle of this windows background of a field. Honestly, I just believed it at this point. I mean, we watched them in a <laughs> in a white room with hazmat suits on looking at eight different things of fake vomit. With one guy saying, you see this right here? This is the white man's vomit. I could totally believe they spent a lot of money on just a snow machine that looks like a giant elephant. I recently went and saw the Grinch musical on stage, and they spend money to have snow machines there to fall on everybody that are sitting in like the top rows. And you're just like, ah, this is whimsical and also like kind of ruins my outfit, but at least everyone's having fun, I guess. It's also a lot of water. So that's a lot of water we're wasting there, guys. Come on. Please tell me you're recycling. You gotta be recycling it's, that water. It's it's ninety. It's the early nineties. They're still in the fuck around era. They don't know what's coming. Shit. Kaz, what was your thought on the elephant? Uh, I was gonna say the same thing as you. Like at this point, so much weird shit happens that I didn't question the amount of snowfall coming out of this elephant. <laughs> you know who has also like the strongest amount of plot armor in this entire movie? Who is it, Square? The person or thing that has the most plot armor in this movie is this little toy of like a dog chasing a baby. Yeah, like a dog it's like that. It's like that copper tone like uh, cover where it's like that girl holding on to like you know out a towel or something, and the, like the the dogs like biting it or something. It's like that, but but it's like a wind yeah, up. Yeah, and like oh yes, it's it's a crank toy. It's a wind up toy. Like you even see the little crank key out, sticking out of its back. That little motherfucker could go anywhere it set its mind to, and it was a journey that I could not take away. So, I could not look. So one hundred percent, she's getting court martialed for going DOA or a, sorry, uh, AWOL, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it was because look. She was on a fucking journey of her life, of, like, the experience of being a toy and, like, who she is. You know, identity is super no, important no, no, at this no. moment. Listen, She's on a lot of drugs. gave their life for the purpose of saving the toy factory. And if she's just going to abandon that... But she was well, trying to what's... discover the answer to what is life. She can't just give up something she doesn't even fully understand yet. They've been around forever. They were ancient toys, man. Look, are you telling me that the 
toys the the toys of the island of misfit toys from like the from uh rudolph like understood life yet they were in one spot then no finally she's out of this room seeing this whole new building being able to explore in a new mindset like wouldn't you want to at least experience something before just falling into the oblivion no take me away oblivion <laughs> Take me away. That requires a certain amount of care that I, I don't know if I any longer possess, but this movie does bring it back for a moment. I think, yes. The futility is worth it. Look how beautiful. <laughs> Look how fun these ducks are. Look at this tiny city they've built. I'm still upset about that baby bear getting its head blown off. And just like I said, this slow motion (laughs) sound effects of this mother bear just crying over her fallen child. And you want to you want me to feel sorry for this fucking other toy running away with this dog? (laughs) Hey, she was looking after what was important. Okay, there's a sanctity to life and to throw it away into some conflict where it's not even like it's really you that's going to benefit from this. You're not actually gaining anything from this. You are just a pawn being sacrificed. The realization of that in that one moment, wouldn't you want to try to experience something new? So I think that is a funny angle that I think they do purposely in this movie is that all the antique toys get very slow, slow motion, very dramatic deaths whenever one of them's blown up or whenever one of the tanks roll over one of these like stuffed toys that's now just in pieces. It's all dramatic and sad, like someone's actually dying in a movie. And whenever we blow up one of these like, you know, uh, drone robots, nothing. In fact, I think whenever they kill one of just the toys, uh, they get a little point counter on the, the, the general's watching so it, it counted as like a victory or them de- killing or destroying something you know as a child i was very particular about a, a, i'm not the only one that did this but i if i had multiple stuffed animals i like had to pay equal attention to them and thinking about it now this probably has a large part to do with just the humanization of toys in this movie as like not only are they equal to human life in some cases, they're presented as vastly more important, which is, I mean, you know. I don't know. Like, especially during the war part, like, all the humans are just kind of hanging back and letting the toys get the <laughs> shit kicked out of them while they try to, like, get out of there. I don't know if the toys' life seem more important. The only uh, person that gets shot is L.O. Cool J. He didn't deserve it. And then he gets, like... <laughs> <laughs> He gets he gets shot and he's like laid out and like right next to the the Tiffany's at Fifth Avenue. This isn't a time to be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, like I don't know. It seemed like like the, the the toys were the sacrificial lamb. Oh, they definitely were. I'm very sorry here. And also, can we talk about how the evil plot was just basically be the U.S. government? We could, but I don't really want to cry. Unmanned <laughs> drone warfare, where we are today. <laughs> We did it. It's like, this we is the it, United States government's favorite movie, but for the wrong reason. It's me and the U.S. government, baby. We had a room where we were training kids. We were training kids to, like, fight in wars for us through drones, like Ender's Game type shit. <laughs> Basically a situation where, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, the Jack Ryan show, but, like, there is, like, the Amazon series, there's actually, like, a character in it where that's his job. Like, he's a drone war strike. Like, he's a drone strike uh, operator and like just the amount of PTSD they have to deal with on the job because like again it's that situation where like they're not there they're not in the fight they're just literally pressing buttons and like just watching these kids just like fully immerse themselves in this video game when like they're explaining it's like no they'll just think it's a video game they're really like murdering all of these people blowing up military bases and you know potential civilian buildings as well and they can just get it to do th- they can do this for us for free we just make them le- we can let them play with the toys like damn yeah, it's pretty much ender's you know? game i'll take toys is just ender's game okay i'm going to have to be honest i've never seen ender games toys I've is just ender's game. game i agree yeah have you read it no i've never read ender's oh, game oh i've never seen the movie i just read the book i've done both I don't. I like it less than I like toys. It's kind of dense. It's a slow read. If you like Ender's Game less than you like toy, I might like Ender's Game. Damn. <laughs> there it is. There it is. He's, 
<laughs> he said he wasn't going to be mean, and here it comes. All right. Yeah, okay, give lay it, it on out. Just, just lay it out. <laughs> tell me, tell me. We've already discovered. Listen, there are some things to like about this movie. It's a whimsical scene. There's some fun costuming. LL Cool J is worth loving in this life. Um, tell me everything you hate. <laughs> I love that as a point. L. Cool J is worth love, worth loving in this life. <laughs> I love Robin Williams. All right, my favorite movie to watch is Hook. I've always loved a lot of his films. It's just a similar time frame. As exactly. Hook. I was watching this movie and thought to myself, "Jesus Christ, Queso! I've already seen RV. What else must you leave me for his legacy at this point?" I didn't make uh, you watch I'm going to make you watch one hour photo. I just want you to know me better. I, <laughs> this is the way to do it. I, I fully disconnected for a few minutes while watching this movie. First now I'm going to make Square and watch one hour photo with me. I need someone to explain. Is this a musical? Is this not a musical? Were we just throwing songs in for shits and giggles? Like... Hans Zimmer it's, did the music, but why was Hans Zimmer doing music It's like a movie this? with musical interludes. It uh, Was it? Was it musical interludes? There was so much shenanigans, chicanery, tomfoolery, and a building that makes no sense proportionally. It was like watching, you know, instead, when, when you watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you understand deep down that the reason why it's also kind of an insane place is because when you really think about it, Candy kills, and too much candy definitely kills. So that is definitely a setup for a factory to be, you know, a murderous place. This place was built like H.H. Holmes had a playground one day. The fact that you could just change the shape of anything. How many accidents are not being reported? How many people were going missing in this place? I had to know. I had to know. What's up? I have an answer and a question for you. Uh, this movie is an hour and a half movie with 30 minutes of musical interlude. Secondly, did you ever have one of those classrooms where they could move the walls as a child? Oh, you mean those like, just like partitions that could like turn a room into two rooms? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't rooms that you could actually push and then turn, you know, a room into just a small torture box while there was a room outside for everybody else. It was just, you turned a big room into two rooms. You would have hated. Um, so I went to an older school and one of the gyms got converted into, into like a classroom space. And to solve this problem, they just put a grid system on the ceiling and a bunch of those walls so they could make different rooms all the time. And so it's kind of like, it's, it's that vibe. You know, this building is basically a build your own dungeon, which is cool in concept. But as a worker there, I don't feel like I'd want to deal with that much change on a day to day basis. Like I do like a little bit of change, but, you know, in small doses, not, you know, a fact that like I started in a full sized room and then I started into a room that was just big enough for people to stand shoulder to shoulder. I think it's like the Winchester house if that was a fun house as well. Like it's the Winchester house, so it's dangerous and stupidly no, proportioned. Get that. But it's also a fun house, which means you get to put the word wacky in there somewhere. <laughs> we cut to a segment where it is Robin Wright, Robin Williams, and Joan Cusack. They're all wearing headgear that's supposed to be VR. They're running around or not running around. It looks like it's supposed to be a roller coaster with how they're reacting. They have all these funny helmets. They're just showing that. And then it just cuts to Michael Gammon, Gambin in his office at the dead of night, lip syncing to opera, sees a fly, pulls out his gun to shoot a fly. And then when the guy opens the door, it's like, is everything okay? It's like, yeah, just a fly. It's like, you should use a fly swatter. Almost kills his security guard for like, I guess having lip or because the fly might have the been there. there. And... And then the fly lands on his shoe while he's drinking a brandy or scotch. Watching Michael Gambon in this film makes it easier for me to not ever want to really watch a Harry Potter movie again. It's like, you know what? I showed you a film so bad it this ruined was... another movie series for you. <laughs> <laughs> I now, I don't need any more Dumbledore in my life. I'm good. <laughs> I'm truly shocked. <laughs> so so I'm fine, guys. I have had enough of it. I'm good. It's all right. I've seen enough, Michael Gambon. I'm very glad I got to watch your masterpiece of a film. If I ever meet the man, I will surely ask about this movie and this movie alone, because I'm sure he 
love, love the, the VR, by the way. It's VR where you get to go places and do things, and then you end up getting sick. So it's like VR. <laughs> so it's VR. I actually don't want to be mean about this movie because I watch terrible films that, well, people will say that are terrible that I love. You know? So backhanded. Like, <laughs> I don't mean it to be backhanded. I don't want like, to be I mean like... about this movie. I've seen shit <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have worded it better. Like, there are movies that I like that people tell me are absolutely just terrible. And they'll always, like, make fun of me for it. And, like, that's what's amazing about movies themselves. That's what's amazing about film. I like you could be an asshole and just be a critic and tell me that things are great because it has some sort of deep personal message and like you think to yourself like ah yes like the human experience has fully been shown in this film or you could just allow yourself to have a moment to let someone tell you a story and fully enjoy it whether you know if you give something a shot and you don't like it great if you give something a shot and it's not for everybody but you still like it that's also great like it just it doesn't matter you know, you know what I'm trying to say here. Do you understand what yeah. I'm trying to say here? Yeah, I like, hear you. I I want you to know I was debating heavily between two different movies, and this is the one that won. I don't know if you would have liked the other one anymore. Um, but I w- the other option was Earth Girls Are Easy. I have never seen that movie. I've I would have loved seen to it. seen it just so I can understand the memes. Okay, okay. Put it on That's the list. It. No, um, I I look whether whatever. Whatever you want to say about whatever we're even going to say about this movie at the end of it, I'm still happy I watched it. You know, I oh, the text messages I was sending Kaz were great. Yeah, well, it's funny because he watched the first half of the movie yesterday while I was sleeping. So I put my phone on Do Not Disturb and said, I'll deal with this tomorrow. <laughs> and then, yeah, I got the rest uh, today, which was fun. Yeah, I watched it in two parts. It's a two hour film. All right. Who's got that much time on their hands these Ooh. days? I can't wait for you to ask me when I think of the movie later. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that is one thing I will say about this movie that is kind of a negative too. This movie is a little too long. Like it, it has a lot of lulling moments for for a movie that is like it's it is a PG thirteen film, so it's not for like like kids. It is still kind of like a fun movie that like you like really anyone like at the age of like ten could have seen this movie and sort of understand what was going on. It's just. Two hours to tell this story was like when you probably could have shaved at least fifteen to twenty minutes off this film. Though none of which which parts would you have sacrificed? Um, to be honest, the VR sequence, like I was talking about, like it literally added nothing to yeah. it. Joan Cusack being tucked in like a baby really didn't add too much. I have a very controversial thing on what I would sacrifice. <laughs> what would you sacrifice? I, I would say. I'm okay with any answer except I don't think you can cut the duck hallway scene. No, no that that's has to the, stay. Um, the mirrors music video. Oh, I think that it's absolutely just, it's too has good. to stay. That's gonna be iconic. And the and the funeral because it's to this yeah. day makes me very now, teary. Here's, here's what I think could cut down significantly on some time. We gotta cut down on a lot of Robin Williams improv comedy. It goes on too. Oh long. yeah, oh, it didn't work in this None movie. Of it landed. <laughs> I don't no, give a shit about his work. eggs in the magnet. Disappointing news. That ending, too, where it was just like, Patrick? Yeah? All right, just checking. Um, and then it's like the end. Like, wait. I don't care about fuck? him following this lady on the bike going, I want to get laid. It's just, uh, oh. I don't. Cut out, cut out all of his improv jokes. Every bit of it. You know. I feel like Robin Williams looked at this and was just like, I'm going to do my best with this project. And I feel like he brings that to a lot of it, you know, but sometimes it just doesn't work. No matter what you bring, no matter if it's your best, if the material isn't really there, there's not a lot you can do. His character, and he plays the character fun, and he's an energetic, likable guy. Uh, I just don't need all the improv. Just, you know, some of the gags are fun. I like the smoking jacket. I didn't give a shit about the jacket that made a bunch of sound. Uh, and once again, the eggs can go. <laughs> also, okay, so are you talking about the funeral at the beginning of the movie? I'm talking about the funeral for Kenneth at the at the end. I'm gonna have a Kaz moment. Who's Kenneth? <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. Do you do, do No, I'm actually oh, serious. You. I don't oh, remember okay, who's Kenneth. Serious about it. Wow. I can't I can't remember. <laughs> Please. I for, can't believe you For the love this. of God, explain it for Squared, who's clearly <laughs> lost. And only Squared. 
Wait, is Kenneth the main? Wait, was Kenneth the dad? Yeah, this is the funeral for his dad. Kenneth is the dad. Wait, this 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 place this factory is located in Moscow, Idaho. I a parental funeral with a large white elephant is always gonna get me. And the music they play for it, I I still hear it. And yeah, there's a large white elephant. Kenneth is the dad. Okay, he's in the movie for like five minutes. All right, cut me some slack. No, but I'm specifically it gets you when Prince there's a large like, white, yeah, white elephant. Oh my god! Wait, what did you say? I said I'm planning my mom's funeral like a baseball game. Alright, we're getting really deep and personal here, and I love to hear it. <laughs> look, look, look. Where do you rent an elephant? Where would you get the white elephant? And No, it's like <laughs> they made a smaller version of the elephant that blows snow. It's like kind of like his grave marker. It's the big... Where do yeah, you no, like no, I know. Where white? would we yeah, get yeah. that? Large white elephant. Okay. Large I white just want elephant. To Ice sculpture. Sculpt. Yeah, go. Just sure. It safe. Just I'm, Googling. I'm Googling it. I'm Hold on. Yeah, let's find out. All right. Tucker, Tucker do the hacking, do the clacking sounds of the keyboard. <laughs> um... Thank you, Google. You can get an inflatable one that's pretty tall. That's not the same, though. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you saw an inflatable white elephant, would it make you cry? Is it yeah, at a funeral? There's specific parameters. It is at a funeral. I'll give you that. It's at a funeral. Probably. Probably. Okay. Okay. I'm, then you know what? An inflatable white elephant's fine. That's going to be perfect. I like the idea that you're just... I cried a lot of dumb stuff. I just like the idea that you're stoically at this funeral, nothing's bothering you, then someone comes by with like an elephant balloon, and you just ball, start bawling. Just, that did it. That pushed it over <laughs> the edge. I have, hard time, I, I have a hard time crying at funerals if there's not an elephant there, so... <laughs> there's not an elephant, no tears. And and don't worry about me, all right? I can't really, I, I can't give you guys too much shit. Before this call, I was crying over a Naruto episode, just like, oh my god, they love him, and I'm just crying like a baby. It's fine. I was asleep before now. I try to take naps sometimes before this podcast, but I know if I do, like, you're gonna text me at 11:30 when I wake up. Like, so are we doing this? Like, ah, no. After 11:30, we're like, well, I guess we missed it. Oh well, I'm going about my day. <laughs> <sighs> Is there anything we're missing about this movie that we want to talk about? Hey, did he just hire that lady to be Robin Williams' girlfriend? Oh, he absolutely yeah. did. The whole point is that he <laughs> hires him yeah. to make him grow up. He's like, you know what will make this this kid grow up so that he can hire my company? Some bone. Can I? Let's get, can let's I get pay a lady you? in here. Can I pay you to be my son's emotional labor? <laughs> Listen. He is paying for. He is paying this woman to pop a cherry. That's what's happening here to make a man realize that there is more to life than just making toys. And also, running a successful toy. The whole company. movie is just to make a an Ender's Game on, or how to make a man out of Robin Williams. <laughs> what's a toy factory without a hooker? You know. Hey. What? Hey. She is more than that because she actually has a role within the company because you could see her doing actual day-to-day I'm, operations. I'm never going to feel the same going into a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea who's <laughs> going to be there to seduce you, guys. Uh, I, I will say I'm pleased just by... Um, I didn't remember there being uh, this many like female lines in this movie. I know, and I know one of them is, is, a, is a highly suggestive scene. But I didn't remember uh, them having such a big role, and I'm glad that they also got to commit war crimes <laughs> equally. Yeah, lady boss, women can do <laughs> war crimes too. Women can do anything. <laughs> war crimes in a toy factory—they're not Hell just yeah. for men. <laughs> war crimes, not just for men. Oh, that's the PSA I want on television now. Yeah, where's where's that in the Army or the Marines commercial? I want empowered female roles for good and evil, okay? Hell yeah. That's all I want. Nah, where's the yeah. feminist rallies for the war crimes committed by female like, yeah. 100% agree, though. Oh, yeah. No, I could... I could get down on like a real like Rita Repulsa one day where it's just like, all right, woman superhero or supervillain, let's go. Boss babe. Um, what? Sorry, I got distracted. I mean, <laughs> how do you like the insistence of using small cars? 
even when other people are in normal size cars. It makes sense. I love it. It makes me want one of those Barbie Jeeps. Oh, whenever I see those, like, I've actually seen in real life someone who has a smart car that they had painted like a Playmobil, and I'm so fucking jealous. See? It's like, oh, damn it. That'd be so cool. It's like this movie if you filled the smart car with drugs. That's assuming I wouldn't have filled it with drugs without seeing this movie. What are you doing in your smart car? Squared? What are you doing? Drugs? Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was pretty obvious. (laughs) I mean... It's there. I I don't think I have to explain this. You know, I'm really happy I saw this movie because it's really good to see LL Cool J in the role that really helped him propel him to the stardom that brought him Deep Blue Sea. There we go. I knew we were going there. Oh, you knew I had to bring up that movie of LL Cool J's here. It's one of my all-time favorites. Did he do? A mu- he didn't do a music video for this one, unfortunately. He didn't do a music video for this one. That's you know I checked it. Hey, did I you know could. he's releasing a new album this year? <gasps> oh no, yes, I didn't. That's gonna be that. Hey, I, I wish I could be our new Cool watching. J. This is gonna be your year, man. Twenty twenty-three. <laughs> we love you, LL Cool, cool J. J. Deepest bluest. My head is like a shark's fin for life. What other movies he's been in? Oh, that's right. He is on NCIS a lot. Yeah, he's yes, he he's one of the main actors on NCIS New Orleans, I believe. I I seem to recall. The, isn't Ice T on another one? <laughs> no, that's uh, that's Law and Order SVU. Oh my gosh. But I mean, you know, they're all the same type of show anyway. Oh man, he's in Halloween H two O or H twenty or H two O, whatever you want to call it. It's H two O. Wow. Man, this guy's look. He's in toys. Yeah, come um, on, you're forgetting the main role. Square the main role. He's also in Charlie's Angels, so I don't remember. Oh shit, he was in Sesame Street. Oh fuck, LL Cool J's hitting the big times. So when are we starting the LL Cool J fan podcast? Uh, I mean, do you really think we haven't? Hey, did you know that he's the <laughs> first rapper to earn the prestigious Kennedy Center honor? Which is America's highest achievement for any performer. We are both on LL Cool J's Wikipedia right now. We're just going Listen, down. I'm just what? here he twiddling my thumbs going, I just think he's neat. He, he doesn't have a scandal. Look at him. I mean, the he's only this... time he's ever had to to let us down is when he got COVID and couldn't make it to the 2022 New Year's Eve show. Ugh, damn. World lost out that day. Listen, now I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't upset at the time, but now I'm pretty upset about it. Oh, shit. He also appeared in an introduction of WrestleMania 31. You know what? Yeah, this, this is now, so did you like it, the LL Cool J edition. Welcome to the minicast within the podcast about LL Cool J. Do I like LL Cool J? I love him. And at the end we ask, so do you like LL Cool J? So, so why don't you tell me, Kaz, what's your favorite LL Cool J (laughs) moment? He blew up that shark once. <laughs> Kaz, I have another question. For I also you. do like him hiding in the furniture. It was really fun. Kaz, yep. So did you like it? Yeah, I'm gonna lean mostly on uh, on yes. I like this movie mostly when it's weird, uh, and it's weird a lot. So that's cool. I do feel like now, granted, okay, okay, I might have a little bit of bias in this department because it is a two-hour movie, which is long. But in the way that I have explained my viewing experience, it took me about three-fourths of a whole work shift to get through this goddamn movie. <laughs> I feel like I'm tired of it because it went on too long. And then, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a bit slow and boring at times. But I think it's got enough creative stuff in it, and it's just so weird and wacky that i think it keeps me entertained enough that i'm 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 pretty just kind of cool on it but eh, overall it's it's interesting enough that i think i had fun so queso that that's me um that's you that is did me. you like it i i like this movie still it's it's something Deep in my bloodstream that I I just can't let go of. Um, it's it still made me very emotional. Um, I realize that it's sort of a ridiculous take, um, but I'm glad that I'm spreading awareness 
of both this movie and um, sketchy streaming methods, just in case people forgot where we really came from on the internet. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I still really like this movie. I, I can't pretend that... It's so nostalgic for me. Like, I am clearly not an unbiased party. I do agree that it's probably too long, but it's probably why I saw it so many times as a child, is because that's two hours that my mother could do something else. Yeah, that was me with a lot of movies, too. I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Squaring? Uh, how do you feel about it? Did you like it? Okay, so you're a great friend, and we do a lot of work together, and it's fun doing D&D, but I did not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it just, for me, it just wasn't for me. Like, as I was watching it, it just, um, a lot of the camera work, as well as um, some of the direction itself didn't make a lot of sense, especially since who the director was. It was a situation as I was watching it where I was just like, either this is a bad movie for me or I'm just too stupid to understand the genius of this movie. And I don't think it was the latter. Mm-hmm. Simply just because I just... I knew what was trying to be accomplished here. I just don't think it was able to pull it off. But appreciate the try. Now, again, just because one of us didn't like it means doesn't mean you shouldn't give it a try. Honestly, go watch this movie if you've never seen it. And if you have seen it and you barely remember it, go experience Just the drug trip again. One, Jesus. I was going to say, one caveat, if you watch it, probably watch on Facebook. I'm pretty sure I got to delete my history and <laughs> uh, clean Dude. my cookies and probably delete some key loggers on my phone. Honestly, you probably need to clear that phone. Just straight up, like, full hard reset. But how else will I find those ads that show me how to last three minutes longer with these ladies who are sending me pictures? Hey, man, if you get yourself a pill with rhino horn powder, I'm sure anything is possible, whatever they say, right? That's illegal. Can't do that. Don't eat the rhino horns. Look, you go to a gas station, they'll swear it's legit. I promise. No, seriously, don't do that. I forget. We're on the internet. People are stupid. Yeah, that's fine. So what do we, What do you got going on? Oh, yes. me? I'm probably going to end this and play Dead Space or some shit. Uh, we also stream. We stream this podcast every Friday-ish live <laughs> around like 10 Texas time. Figure it out. Use Google. It's your friend. Uh, now, we, I don't know. We do some like, we've been streaming some Kingdom Hearts, uh, Death Stranding. Dumb stuff like that. Uh, me and Bubs are back to the divinity. You can see that at twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's the number two ND. The word respawn all squished together as one word. And what about you, Kesa? What do you got going on in your life? Well, um, I am running Dungeons and Dragons throughout the next month uh, as part of a team with my dear but less dear than earlier today friend, Sir Square. Um, I will be doing that over Uh, you can catch me doing it multiple times this month I think I'm running three different sessions over on Queso Cactus on Twitch that's, I mean I'm doing stupid stuff over there all the time but the main draw is that I run Dungeons and Dragons yeah, that's right guys never show me your personal favorite films I will just destroy you That's my. we're definitely not watching Gross Point Blank anymore it's okay You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin, S-Q-U-A-R-A-R-I-N. I can never get it right. Name. I never will. I chose the wrong name. Uh, currently, I've just been playing Ghost of Tsushima because I'm terrible at finishing games, so I'm trying to just stick to one game until I beat it. And uh, just like Queso, I will be running some D&D as well on my channel. Um, just, I only have really one one-shot planned right now as I get through some other stuff and adjusting to some new, some stuff going on in my personal life. But once everything is settled down, I will hopefully be back for uh, a little bit more consistency. Uh, shout out to the biggest person on this podcast, and that is Tucker. Tucker, our editor. How big is he? <laughs> About this big. Wow. Tucker, I promise my hands are like really far apart. I know you can't see, but I promise I'm telling the truth. Uh, He puts in a lot of work for us every week, so this podcast can come out edited on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, a lot of places you can find podcasts. Um, 
And you can find him on twitch.tv forward slash Tucker Wins uh, or at uh, at Tucker underscore Wins on Twitter. Uh, he's a funny guy. He plays a lot of things. He does a lot of stuff. Plays a lot of chess. He's going to be in my Dungeons and Dragons. He's going to be in Queso's Dungeons and Dragons one shot. He's a lot of fun. Uh, so give him give him a, a look-see. Uh, do you want to announce what we're doing next week, Kaz? Uh, taking a nap and calling it quits? That's right. We're having Digibubs oh. on. Digibubs, our first ever guest from last year, is coming back to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the film, the one from the 90s, uh, live action. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're all going to relive our childhoods. And I'm going to hate it. I'm just going to shit on the entire experience. Because that's apparently who I am. That's my villain arc this year. Fuck all of your memories. You know what? I'm the bad guy now. created by me.